Welcome. This is Victoria Schneps, publisher of Schneps Media, and I am delighted to have my power woman today be the one, the only, the spectacular Caroline Hirsch. Welcome, Caroline. Hi, Vicki. Thank you. Thanks for having so, me on. <laughs> you know, we walk both worlds of Manhattan and the Hamptons and the East End. And um, we are so pleased to hear the news that you are getting started again. What a wonderful thing to be able to make people laugh again. Thank you. Yes, we reopened in New York, Caroline's on Broadway on Labor Day weekend with Donna Rollins. And we had a great, great opening. Shows were basically sold out sold out in, you know, with the guidance that we have with the amount of people that we could allow at Caroline's, we were doing sold out business. So Bad. I was very happy with that. And the week after sold out and the weeks to come, they had a very good response. People want to go out and be with other people and they just love live events. Well, I think you're absolutely right. We've, it's a lot of pent up time that we've been out. But, you know, uh, your life started with somebody influencing you to be who you are today. Tell us about where you grew up and, and who were kind of were your mentors growing up. Well, you know, I grew up, I grew up in Brooklyn. Where? Um, I grew up in Brooklyn too. I, I grew up basically, I mean, we lived in Williamsburg, Borough Park, Flatbush. Um, you know, we, we lived in a few different places, you know, from, I mean, I left Brooklyn, I was like 23 years old when I left. What high school um, did you go to? I went to Catholic school. I went to St. Brendan's on okay. Avenue O and East 13th Street. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my upbringing is uh, Italian-American. I didn't really have... What happened was is that I wanted to go to... Um, I, I went to City College and then I transferred to Fashion Institute. So what happened was I had this career in retail, which is like a what used to be in New York City called market reps and they went into the market every day and saw new products and suggested to the buyers around the country what should be bought and that's basically what I did and then at one point I at that point I was working for Gimbel's and they were closing mm. so friends of mine said oh let's open a cabaret and that kind of sparked my interest in the entertainment sector it wasn't something I basically grew up with it's basically I knew comedians because I was a big fan of the tonight show growing up and I, you know, just spent a lot of time watching them. And I always sneak and on Friday nights be able to stay up later and watch it. But as far as an influence on opening and running this comedy club, there was no, I have, there was no mentor for that. It was just something that happened. It's, it's funny how sometimes you can find, you know, your bearings when it comes and so unexpectedly that I found that, you know, I had a knack this kind of stuff, a knack of finding talent and a knack of recognizing talent immediately. And, you know, years ago, there really wasn't a club like Caroline's who really paid performers. What you had were these showcase clubs around the town that paid a performer a few dollars or cab fare to get there and go up on stage. But I opened what they called in the New York Times in 1985, I believe, the first yuppie nightclub in New York City. Oh, I and love it. It was there that I, you know, I hired Jay Leno and Jay came in for a two week run at a time with his wife, Mavis, and we all became friendly and he would come a few times a year um, and Gary Shandling and early days of Jerry Seinfeld and the early days of Billy Crystal. And that's kind of how it started. And what had happened was it just gave me, I wanted to 
since I loved comedy so much, wanted to elevate the art form. Nobody had elevated this comedy art form. Everybody took it for granted. It was like, take my wife jokes. And, and nobody really appreciated the observational humor and the storytelling that was happening early on in the, in the early 80s. So, you know, it kind of fell into it. But then I'm doing it, Vicki, almost 40 years now. So it's a long time. Well, I started my business in 1985, and I was a teacher. I never had a journalism course or a business course, and we owned 75 newspapers. <laughs> See, it just it, 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 it just happens, you know, where there's a way where somebody has that tenacity to, to follow through and to say, I'm onto something here. Let me just keep on doing it. Like so, you. you know, you've really built something beyond the comedy club. Am I right? You've raised $60 million for the Bob Woodruff Foundation uh, for veterans. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, that started. Um, I was watching one night with my partner, Andrew Fox. We were watching a documentary about Bob Woodruff and about what happened to him when he was in Iraq. He was hit by, um, by shrapnel in a, in a tank. They were doing what they called a stand-up. He was bringing the news there from the fields and they were hit three of the two of his producers and himself. And um, the documentary was about what he went through because half of his, his half of his head was really blown off and mm. what he went through. And at the end, it said, if you'd like to help the veterans, because Bob has dedicated himself, Bob and Lee Woodruff dedicated themselves to helping veterans since he survived this and got the best care in the world. They wanted to help other veterans after that. And I said, I Andrew and I called up, we got in touch with Lee. We said, we have an idea for you. We met and had lunch in May. And in that November, we had a, we had a stand-up show called Stand Up for Heroes. And that oh. was the beginning of it. We're going into, I think we're going into 15 years this year of doing it. Well, anything so we can do to help. $60 million. We're way wow. over $60 million. That is part of our charity our charity night for the New York Comedy Festival, which kicks off in November. Ah, it's back. Mm -hmm. It's coming back. How wonderful is that? Oh yeah. Oh no, no, no. We're doing the comedy festival. We took a gamble and said, let's, let's do it. And as we can see, the city is really reopening up. People are really getting back to what they're doing. And by September, October, November, we'll be in full swing in the city and we will be open. So well, in November, I think, I think we'll be, you know, really a lot of people coming back and a real reopening of New York City. Well, so I we're also happy about that. And we have shows all over, all over New York. So I also see that you did a documentary, Ask for Jane and Your Ask Mother. And call, and call Your Mother. Yes, uh, Call Your Mother was a, a doc that we did for uh, Comedy Central. And it's about comedians and their mothers. And it aired on Comedy Central on, uh, on Mother's Day. And we're nominated for a daytime Emmy. Why the daytime? I have no idea, but it's a daytime Emmy. It's an Emmy. So, and we're up there with really, really great people like Michelle Obama. So I'm um, very proud of that. And As for Jane was a film about the Janes. And that was a group of women who in the late 60s were at the Univers University of Chicago and helped their classmate get, get safe abortions. Abortions mm. were not permitted, were not allowed in Illinois at that time. In New York, it was, and it was expensive to go from Chicago to New York City. And the Janes, after they graduated, still stayed in Chicago and helped 
women with sort of like planned parenthood after that and just helped women get safe abortions. And they saved people's lives because it was a very dangerous operation in Chicago to place yourself in the hands of, of people that you really didn't know at that time. Well, I mean, that's what women were being butchered. It was as basic it, as they, that. It was, and it was very, very expensive. And it put, it put a highlight on, and it, you know, we had the premiere about two years ago, and it put a highlight on what was happening because as that was happening, we had a premiere showing in New York. Everybody's phones lit up because something was happening in, in Missouri that day about taking the rights away from women to obtain safe abortions. So it was very, very timely. Lots of people said they were going to make a movie about it. We did make the movie about it. And it's out there. It's called Ask for Jane. And you can find it on Amazon. Fabulous. You know, it's interesting how your life has uh, careened into different areas. It's not uh, only the club that has been surviving and, and you flourishing with it. But you found opportunities to take on subjects that some people might, might find controversial. But it sounds like you're not afraid. You sound like a fearless oh, warrior. No, that, no. That was, that, you're right. That was very controversial. It's controversial right now. But it was something important. It was something that I didn't know about. And I didn't know how brave these women were. But they were really, really brave on, on what they were doing there in the late 60s. Because it really helped a lot of, a lot of women out. Um, well, I think it's uh, almost the streamed again and make uh, put some focus on it. We really should do a story with you about it because it's obviously alive and, and still a danger for women. It really is. It just take, yeah, especially women who are, don't have the economic means. Yes. And that's really what the movie's about. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ironically, I've spoken with people from Planned Parenthood. There are very few abortions being done. There's so much prevention going on. Oh, but it's all prevention with Planned Parenthood. It right. really is. And it's great. It's like that's where young girls go when they can't turn to anybody else or their parents and they find out about what they need to do. Planned Parenthood has helped lots of women, really has. Well, I think it's vital to women's um, health and I think uh, mental health as well as physical health mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand. So, Carolyn, over these, um, I guess, over three and a half decades, the success you've built, what, if, what would you say to other people about what would be your sequence to success? What, what has implemented, what's impacted you to be as successful as you are? You know, I was successful because I just kept up with the idea that I felt comedy was right. There was something happening there. You know, David Letterman was going on the air on NBC at 1230 at night. It was just a feeling. There was this new type of humor, this observational humor that was happening. And I stayed with it and I believed in it. And I went out and I convinced writers to write about it. Nobody wrote about comedy in the newspapers. I convinced Hank Gallo was there at the Daily News. I convinced the New York Post to write about it. I, the Times, Stephen Holden, who used to review cabaret, came in and wrote this wonderful article about the club and put it on the map. And then, you know, we had Jay Leno appearing there. And every time Jay would come in, he'd go on to the David Letterman show and say, I'm at Caroline's. And that gave us a national platform. So I went out of my way to try to market and promote the club early on when people really weren't doing that. And to this day, we still, you know, we're known for promoting sh shows, promoting talent, and we do that constantly. But that's because I believed in it. You have to believe in it. You have to get that notion and you have to stay with it. I mean, look, you can knock your head against the wall a certain amount of times when it doesn't work. 
But if you truly have that gut feeling inside, which I do, it, there's just something innate about knowing what works. This is now knowing what works because I've sat in a room for so many years watching people tell jokes. So I just know when things are right. I know it. I just know it. I don't know what it is about it, but that just, you know, I know it's going to sell. I just, it just happened like that. Yeah, but I think you have two things here that many people should be thinking about. Believe in yourself and what you're doing and stay with it. Persist. You must and persist. Yes. And I think that's been the secret of your success. So I'm so glad to have had this time alone with Caroline Hirsch, who is bringing back, thank goodness, Caroline's Comedy Club. You can go to 42nd Street and enjoy the shows. And we are so delighted to have had this chance to be with you, a true power woman. This is Victoria Schnepp saying, till next time. Bye. Bye.